We've dreamed about it. We've talked about it. We've worked on it. We have, in some cases, obsessed over it. But the lodge is dangerously close to being complete. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of August 9th, 2012. It is a wonderful feeling to be able to say the lodge is open for business. It's, uh, it's close enough to being complete that, as you pointed out, pe- people can stay there. Um, although it is, there's a lot of furniture stacked out front. It's not, we're not moved in and we're still finding little problems here and there that the different, uh, craft people have to Oh yeah, we've got little punch list items that we're yeah. dealing with and so forth, but, um. But by and large, yeah, basically, we're done. It, we're, we're in the home stretch now. And it's taken us an entire year to get it built. I was going back and looking at the, the post when, um, Bill Morgan's folks first got started with the um, phase one. Yeah. And I wrote about it at the end of August of last year. And I'm sure that uh, that was after a a week or two. So I have to assume that we've been at it now for a year. Well, I guess considering weather delays and wrong windows being sent and other kinds of delays, that's just par for the course, isn't it? That plus the fact that by agreement, you and I decided we were not going to allow ourselves to be placed in a deadline situation. We figured out early on that uh, because we were financing the building ourselves, we didn't need to comply with terms of a construction loan. We didn't need to have a takeout. um, And I decided that it would be very helpful to us, particularly given the innovative nature of the the lodge construction, Mm -hmm. to just be able to take our time and do it when the trades were able to do it using the the best tool to use. And if that meant we had Mm -hmm. to wait two weeks for that tool to be available, then we would wait two weeks. And that's exactly what we ended up doing. And and now I, I do think it's worth the wait. It's really what we want and... That's, that makes all the difference. So we've had a number of visitors in yeah, and out. Uh, we started with Eli and Adrian as our the, the first people who stayed there. They stayed there even while we were putting down the wood floor. So Well, they tried that one night. That was not very pleasant. But yeah. once the wood floor was in, it was it's been fine. And they have been they stayed there for several weeks and uh, Eli had to go back to California mm-hmm. for his job last week and adrian and you will be leaving later today right to um head across the country so that she will be able to go out to california as well and um then also we had joe and michelle and smith with us this week oh and it's been fun to have everybody have the yeah the children and and um, you put them on a plane yesterday on their way back to uh, Southern California. Right. So and that was a great visit. We were delighted to have them. And then on Tuesday, our extension agent, Mallory Kelly and Chip East, an extension agent from a little further north in Alabama, were with us here at the farm planning an organic vegetable workshop 
which we now think was is going to happen in late February, early March? Probably. I mean, we sure don't want to make any announcements. But, right. But the nice thing about it is they got to see where we are, what we're working with, um, and the facilities that we'll have for sponsoring this. And I think it'll just be a lot of fun. I do, too. And uh, later today, I will be, uh, you're going to be gone with Adrian, but I will be welcoming our high school classmate, Chris Davenport, and his wife, Stacy. Oh, good. I hate to miss them. I but... know. I, I, and Chris was looking forward to seeing you, but um, this will be, I will have to welcome them in your absence, and this will be <laughs> their chance to see what's going on right. here at Longleaf Breeze. And, and I will course uh, want to make them comfortable in the, the lodge as well mm -hmm. so the lodge is beginning to get its use now as we had hoped it would right and, and we've learned some things haven't we we've learned what a fun place it is to hang out just thoroughly really enjoyable atmosphere it's a we put a lot of money into it but one of the things we accomplished with all that money is that it does look quite relaxing mm -hmm. it is a very pleasant place to just take your hair down and <laughs> kick your feet up yeah um we were careful to have lots of natural light and that worked out well we it's do have light, lots yeah. of lighting in the lodge but you can easily get by without it most of the time mm -hmm. yeah you mean lots of artificial lighting and you can get by without it <laughs> well anyway no, I mean we have most a lot of natural light coming in the windows. Right, And right. you can get by without the artificial light. Artificial light, right. yes, so yeah. just to clarify. Sorry about that. Um, and then um, we, of course, this has been July and August when we've been using it. So the air conditioning has stayed on, although it's it's been at a fairly high setting. Yeah, I don't I think anybody's turned it below 78. Somebody wouldn't want to experiment and experience the lodge with no air conditioning. And so far, we haven't had any takers. Everybody says, oh, let's, let's go ahead and turn the air conditioning yeah, on. Yeah, and I have to admit, I'm right there with them. It feels pretty good. But what I was going to point out is nobody has tried to lower the thermostat below about 78, and it's perfectly comfortable like Although that. Although I went in there one morning, and Adrian and Eli had it down to 75. Ooh, well, I guess um, I missed that. But, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. By and large, I think people have been comfortable with around 78, mm -hmm. which... Seems to be a reasonable. Yeah, even um, up to 80. I've been in there with it up to 80, and it's been fine. And it feels just great. And um, But it's still fairly cheap to run, even when you have to use the heat pump in the summer. That's been a pleasant surprise, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. um, we, we knew that the heat pump would add significantly to the cost of the electric bill, and it has. But... Um, even that significant cost is nowhere near what it would cost to, to heat and cool an equivalent space of 2,100 square feet yeah. that had a more conventional design. Right. And we um, talked about that a lot last week. That's last right. Week, we don't so. need to go back yeah. all over that. But um, um, suffice but, it to say that uh, that's not a reason to keep the heat pump running. We won't be. We're going to be turning the heat pump off uh, fairly quickly here. But... When we do have to turn it on, mm -hmm. we're not going to um, be in deep, deep trouble. No, that's true. And the view is great from up there, isn't it? You can see the fields below, and people seem to love that. We said all along that that was the best view from the property, um, although probably not as good as the West Knoll. The West and, but, Knoll has a... Yeah, but we'd have to cut down a whole lot of trees that are not right. cut down right now. And, and That's right. Before you there, cut down trees... Certainly, the view from the lodge is the prettiest mm -hmm. on the property. 
and of I course, don't... we made that happen by cutting down some trees on this end as well. But we also cut them down so we could put an orchard there. So Yes, but then we kept cutting them down below uh, the orchard to enhance yes. the view. <laughs> and we do have a nice view. So I guess I won't argue with the, the truth of that. That's um, right. But yeah, it's uh, the view's nice. Uh, we, we have internet, so that's great. Um, I think I'm going to try to design a post while you and Adrian are on your way to California and, and you're on your way back describing exactly what we have done to get internet service because it turned out to be a several-step process that now mm -hmm. appears to be working rather smoothly. Good. Um, it, to, the long and short of it is that we won't have Internet 24-7 in the lodge, but don't need it 24-7. Right. But we can pull it out of a drawer and use it when we need it. Exactly. And then when we don't need it, we'll put it away, and then it won't be marring the, mm -hmm. the look up there. Right. So that's that's always nice to, to have. Um, we we have managed to fix it so we have some privacy between our barn where we live and the lodge, don't you think? I do think. we. One of the things that you and I had been concerned about is our, at the risk of saying too much about our lifestyle, <laughs> you and I live a pretty free and uncomplicated lifestyle here in the barn when it's just the two of us. And both of us, I think, and I in particular, were a little nervous about how that would be affected when we had guests staying up at the lodge. Uh, we've fashioned, with Eli's help, a pair of shower curtains on one key bay of the barn the net effect of which is that there is quite a bit of privacy between the lodge mm -hmm. and the barn under routine circumstances. Yeah, and I guess if someone were out playing in the yard or something like that, you know, it, out, right outside the lodge, that is, they would right. they could look down and see whatever they wanted to. <laughs> but but under normal circumstances, I can go out and use the outdoor toilet. We can both go out and use the outdoor shower and mm -hmm. not be concerned that right. we are fanning around yeah. for the general entertainment yeah, of our guests. That's right. So. Um, and, of course, one thing I was not prepared for is how much schlepping up and down the hill we have to do of various... And I, that'll settle out, I think, once I have a fully equipped kitchen up there um, and I, I've when I've figured out what I need to have there and what I need to have here. But right now we end up, you know, taking things in the car that short distance just because it's hefty it's big i agree it's that has been a bit of a surprise to me as well only a little bit i mean i guess we both understood with our heads that they were we were going to be doing a lot of carrying of things back mm -hmm. and forth but probably didn't really connect the dots about mm -hmm. the sheer volume right, right. Um, of dishes bags food yeah utensils. laundry i brought the laundry, laundry down to do that to the yeah. washing machine and garbage yeah so it, it, we're we're still trying to figure all of that out but we'll we'll make progress on it yeah yeah uh this last i don't hope don't want to step on anybody's toes but you and i spent 30 years in suburban vestavia hills and we developed an ethic about saving money, um, turning off lights, and so mm -hmm. forth. That Then we moved to the farm and kicked it up a notch or two. 
so that we're much more focused now than we ever mm-hmm. were when we were in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. On turning off lights when we're not using them, turning off fans when we're not using them, keeping the refrigerator door closed, um, and so forth. Making sure we keep doors, you know, exterior doors closed. Mm-hmm. And we have discovered that uh, nearly all our guests have different sets of sensibilities <laughs> about that. That is not a criticism because I think our guests are probably more typical of Americans. <coughs> but it is startling Yeah. after we have kind of been hanging out here for a while and we're as conscientious as we are to walk into the lodge after everybody's left and hear fans going and lights are on and yeah um of course i think when you have a number of people staying in a place there's a diffusion of responsibility like well i thought you know i didn't know whether i was the last one out to turn that off so i think some of it's just that too and it and whereas you and i you don't you even if you think i might be coming back to use a fan some more you're going to turn it out you know and so that i have to turn it back on which yeah. I don't mind doing. Yeah. And so. I'm I'm speaking here of lamps that were left on in a mm. bedroom. Oh, okay. I don't think you can blame diffusion of responsibility well, for that. You I know, just think I th- I just think that we Americans are accustomed to yeah. not being particularly attentive about that sort of thing and we, we take probably it for granted. need yeah. to change, but well, and I guess we will over time. We will over time. Well, that's right. um, let's talk about what we still need to do with the lodge. There's a lot. Well, I guess we can start with that front porch. Yes, it's it needs unpacking. We need to. There's we some are delighted things... to, that uh, the storage warehouse in East Tallahassee is finally no longer ours. It has none of our gear in it. Yay. But the gear that was in it is. Um, you know, a lot of it is in the lodge, but a good bit of yeah. it is out on the porch, not yet unpacked. Right. Now, one thing that we should mention, a uh, great deal of progress we did while Joe was here, he helped put some, uh, bring in furniture and assemble some of that um, when we needed an extra couple of hands, and he's especially good at assembly and construction and, you know, he sure engineering is. and that kind of thing. So it was really helpful to have him here to... Um, Gets most and of we the made large good furniture. progress yeah. with Joe's help. Yeah, and uh, and we will continue making progress. It's just one of those things where we will not be able to get in a hurry. No, and we will not be able to just let it do itself. It's no, it's not going to do itself. That's right. Um, that we both put in here and there. Yeah, um, but uh, by and large, and and one thing I've had fun doing actually is when I'm unpacking some article that I haven't seen for a little over a year of maybe some cherished possession I had before that's been fun rediscovering it and I'm taking my time to figure out exactly where I want it to live so a given pot or pan may move around two or three times in that kitchen and it just takes it just takes a while to sort it all out yeah and you and I will have different points of view about that and I'm sure we'll have some great conversations between now and then as we work to find a system that um, supports what Mm -hmm. we're trying to accomplish. We still have some nips and tucks to make to the home theater situation. Um, Right now, we don't have the southwest port speakers working. I've got to get in there and figure out exactly how to get the signal up to the Mm -hmm. basic amp so we can do that. Yeah. Uh, We've got um, 
um, a dinky link system thing where you can close the components up in a cabinet and they have an external sensor and you talk to that sensor and it then goes around to, to each component that needs to be installed and calibrated and so forth and it is not now done mm. um, even the balancing of the speakers is not yet complete so there's mm -hmm. a lot of those those kind of little things that need to be and done. are getting set up on dish true network that needs so to be that complete. you can watch an actual television program yeah. from the lodge rather than watch a DVD. Right, because here it is during the Olympics, and that's made me sad. I can't watch it up there. I have to come back down to the apartment, even though there are people hanging. In fact, the other day, the kids came back down here with me to the apartment so we could watch the Olympics because I had DVR'd it. And, yeah. um, and that is one of my favorite things to watch when every four years when it comes on. So I um, wanted to be sure that I did have a way to see it it's just that i would have loved to have seen it in the lodge so it's a matter of time we'll have tv yay yeah. one other big category of work that remains to be done um not in the lodge but around it is the landscape oh it's in terrible shape terrible terrible well you can talk about how terrible it is but as we have said all along the priority was to get the lodge yes, itself and finished. it has to be it had to be that way. as it should have been mm -hmm. that's right so now it's time to turn our attention to mm -hmm. the areas around it and yeah. begin thinking about you know where to seed grass and what how we want to contour mm -hmm. the land and how we want to control erosion and so forth and and we will do all those things yeah um we've got this nice kitchen in the lodge that is a single purpose kitchen in a manner of speaking in the sense that it's not for a family it's for entertaining only and so that frees us up to design the kitchen in innovative ways to support mm -hmm. that single function right then by the same token once we get that done we have a kitchen and an apartment here in the barn that have an, a complementary single purpose. Mm -hmm. And they will become solely focused on what you and I need. Right. We don't have to, I don't have to keep all my serving dish, you know, my little fancy serving ware for company dishes. That's down right. Here <laughs> little spoons and little trays and little demitasse. And, That's right. Um, mm -hmm big platters and all that sort of thing, all those will be living in the uh, in the lodge, mm -hmm. and that frees us up to focus on those things that you and I use on an everyday routine basis mm -hmm. to make our lives comfortable. And I find that exciting to think about yeah. re-engineering the kitchen so that it supports that function exclusively. Mm -hmm. And, and it, we, at some point, we've got to have a little bit of work done down here in the apartment so that we can move the furniture that belongs up in the lodge up there, and we have cabinets here still. So yeah. that's another little project ahead of us. Another little project. Another little project for another little day. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, that's sort of a nice synopsis, I think, of what's been going on in our lives, and it's nice to be able to put some closure on the lodge. And, uh, of course, there will be many updates, I'm sure, throughout the weeks and months about it, as we have a lot of firsts there. And we probably owe you a quick explanation about what's going to happen during the next two weeks. Uh, you, Amanda, will be traveling to California with Adrian, which means that we will not be producing a uh, podcast program on uh, a week from today, the 
16th. But we will be back on the 23rd and we'll have lots to report about your trip and about my survival here without you <laughs> and with one arm. And, uh, well, one functional arm. I'm one functional me. arm, that's right. So we hope that you have a great two weeks, and we will look forward to seeing you on the 23rd of August. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.